0: What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Welcome back to the show. We're so excited for our conversation with today's guest. Soha Yasarabi is an electrical engineer turned venture capitalist for Omer's Ventures, as well as a member of New York Fashion Tech Labs Expert Network. She's here with us today to talk about trends in the marketplace as it pertains to changing consumer behavior. Soha is chatting with us in advance of her appearance at Fashion Tech Toronto. For those who don't know, Fashion Tech Toronto is a meetup in Toronto taking place at the Design Exchange tomorrow night. That's Wednesday, April 24th, 2019. Audiences will have the opportunity to hear from international leading experts from the London College of Fashion, Shopify, style Canada spexy and more so that's tomorrow night April 24th from 5 30 p.m to 8 30 p.m there's still time to get tickets use the discount code electric runway that's all lowercase and no space to receive 15 percent off your tickets If you want to win tickets for free, we're also running an Instagram contest. So head over to Instagram, check out our profile. We're at electric underscore runway and enter for your chance to win tickets for you and a friend to Fashion Tech Toronto tomorrow night. For more information on Fashion Tech Toronto, visit www.fashiontechtoronto.com. So Soha is one of the speakers you're going to be hearing from at this exciting upcoming event, and she's here with us today to share her perspective as a venture capitalist in Canada with an affinity for fashion and retail. Without further ado, here is Soha Yasarabi.
1: So Soha, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So for those who don't know, what is OMERS Ventures and how does it fit into the company at large?
1: Sure. So OMERS Ventures is the venture capital arm of a Canadian pension fund called OMERS, the Ontario Municipal Employees Retirement System. It's a very large institutional investor in Canada with 100 billion of assets under management. So as I mentioned, we're one of the investment arms of the pension fund. We are one of the alternative asset classes and invest, we invest in technology companies, provide patient capital and strategic capital to small technology companies, allowing them to accelerate their growth and scale. I would say OMERS Ventures and OMERS' approach with regards to this asset class is a little bit more unique compared to uh, competitors or other pension funds in the market because we have general partners making direct investments from OMERS into technology-enabled companies. So that's a very unique approach and it's been working really well for us. Um, OMERS Ventures has 1 billion of assets under management and we have offices in Toronto, San Francisco, and London. We actually, 2019 has been a great year for us. We opened our SF and London offices earlier this year. So very excited to expand globally.
0: And so can you tell us about your portfolio as it relates to fashion tech?
1: I would say shopify has been our biggest investment in the digital commerce space and we have active investments in other companies that are sort of related to the digital commerce space smile is one of them which is a points and rewards module for e-commerce stores ob1 is a decentralized online commerce store tangentially we also invested in hopper it's a travel tech company which utilizes AI algorithms to build user profiles and enhances customer recommendations and targeting. Uh, We have not invested in any fashion tech companies as of yet, but our investments in AR and VR enabled businesses sort of coupled with our exposure to consumer facing products has really provided us with a great foundation for understanding the emerging trends in the space. And obviously, like personally, I'm super enthusiastic about this space.
0: Yeah, and so in your opinion, how has changing consumer behavior created new opportunities for fashion and retail? You mentioned Shopify as a great example of this, but as someone who's been watching this space, where do you see the new opportunities arising?
1: I see like three of the biggest trends that are happening in the market right now. I would say convenience. Access and fast delivery are three of the biggest changing consumer behaviors that are driving a lot of changes in the market. On the convenience side of things, I see it as one of the major growth drivers of e-commerce. E-commerce represented, I think, about 14% of total retail sales last year, and it's grown 15% from 2017. So the fact that you are easily able to find any product online, it's been a growth driver. And kind of tying into that, it's access. So you get access to a huge variety of products online, so basically that finite shelf space in a physical store has now become infinite and you get access to differentiated boutique brands, for example, and partly because distribution is now democratized as well. And then kind of related to this last item, fast delivery has been demanded by customers and resulted into emergence of many last-mile logistics companies. I also look at the auto tech space a lot, and we see a ton of autonomous driving technologies for trucks as well because of this huge demand and transportation of goods across short and long distances.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. And it seems that, you know, when it comes to like ride sharing, when it comes to getting food delivered to your door, we have lots of opportunity and lots of companies in that space, but it seems that traditional fashion and retail has been maybe slow to uptake these new service delivery modes would you agree with that yeah
1: yeah definitely
0: and so when you're surveying the landscape and you're identifying new businesses to invest in in fashion retail and consumer products what are you looking for how do you do your due diligence
1: yeah great question i mean we look at a lot of technologies and brands that speak to those consumer behavior changes that we just discussed Uh, in terms of what we look into when it comes to VCs view on businesses there are three different things that are very important number one is the team so looking at a team that has maybe a track record or a lot of experience or expertise and knowledge in a certain in certain area or about certain type of product those are very valuable assets second thing is about the size of the market so we always look at how big is the market today and how fast is it growing um that's another that's another item and and third is their business model is it sort of an, an innovative a way to market their product and sell their product for example we see especially when it comes to -to direct-to-consumer type of products, We see now a lot of subscription-based type of products. I find that very interesting and kind of want to see how that shapes up in the future. But a lot of the successful brands in the e-commerce world right now are using that type of business model as well.
0: Yeah, because it's really scalable and it eliminates the barriers of needing office space or needing retail space, right? Like it's a new delivery model and it fits right in with those other trends that you were talking about uh, to do with convenience. So I am looking at that space as well and I'm very interested in it as well. I wanted to get your sense on how Canada or Toronto is positioned... When it comes to the fashion tech landscape, I know you have a background in fashion tech from New York, and so what kind of differences have you seen? And then maybe you could talk a little bit about your background at the New York Fashion Tech Lab after
1: that. I mean, in terms of Toronto's fashion tech landscape, I would say the proximity to New York is definitely an influence, a positive influence that I see in this market. We also have really large Canadian department stores here in Toronto that headquarters in Toronto, like Hold Rent Fru, which is a high-end department store, Ogilvy's, which is very close by in Ottawa, Hudson's Bay and another really large department store. These types of customers really enable and help the emergence of innovative companies around to help improve their processes make things more efficient and disrupt the space i would say with regards to talent the ryerson school of fashion is one here and then get the toronto fashion incubator for example that produces a lot of top talent in the fashion industry but then you also have really strong technology schools like Waterloo Engineering School or Toronto Engineering School. And then when you sort of find talented individuals at the intersection of the two spaces, you could get great businesses as well. With regards to my role at the Fashion Tech Lab, I would say, you know, I started working with the New York Fashion Tech Lab earlier this year, at the beginning of the year. It's it's been really, really great. They are basically a community-driven, collaborative development platform that support business-to-business, B2B, women-led companies. So, you know, it's particularly close to my heart. It's like in a space that I really like. So the intersection of fashion and technology and also supporting female founders, which is really, really close to my heart. But I would say in terms of my role, I am providing as part of the expert network. I'm providing mentorship and advice on, let's say, business strategy or fundraising for these companies that are part of the new cohort.
0: And do you feel that fits in with, or do you feel that describes your current role right now at OMERS? Is it a lot of mentoring entrepreneurs? Is it a lot of meeting people? I mean, I think people have this idea of like what a VC does. Yeah. Um, so would you say that what you're doing at the New York Fashion Tech Lab is an extension of what you're already doing within the Toronto and Canadian ecosystem? Oh,
1: absolutely, yes. So basically a big portion of what we do is on the on the portfolio side of things, for example, when we work with portfolio companies, we try to provide our advice and expertise in many, many areas as much as we can. And that could be on the fundraising side. For example, if our portfolio companies are raising a new round of financing, we're always trying to support them by you know uh, connecting them to other investors in our network. So that could be one. And also other areas of their business, that it could be product market fit, for example, that's one, that's one. But that's basically a big portion of my day-to-day job. And I think just being in the VC space, by virtue of sitting in, an, in the investor seat, you just get exposed to many opportunities. You see many different businesses. And this allows for, you know, a deeper sort of understanding of the space and you get sort of great pattern recognition as well. You see different business models, you see different pain points in the market and how, for example, certain businesses navigate sales and marketing and navigate really large organizations, especially in retail, if you're selling to, like if you're a B2B business in retail, navigating those really large organizations could be difficult. So just seeing those types of, dynamics play out, we could provide some of our perspective and advice on those types of things.
0: So we've talked about some of the trends you're excited about.
1: Are there any specific
0: companies in fashion, retail, or consumer products that you're keeping an eye
1: on and really excited about? I mean, one of the companies that I'm really interested in and I sort of keep tabs on is Stitch Fix. They just went public. And I really like the fact that they are taking so much advantage of data and using that in order to continuously improve their customer experience and personalize their offerings. I just, I feel like there's so much opportunity and usage of data and AI and machine learning algorithms when it comes to the retail space. Personalization especially is a huge trend that's happening right now, so that's one. Another company that sort of came across recently is called Returnly. What they do is basically assessing a shopper's risk And see if they can offer store credit for, let's say, like 85% of customers on the spot without the customer even returning the item. They're basically counting on you to return. The item, but they they give you the credit right there on spot. And this is basically on the foundation that there's a lot of uh, returns online. I was reading an article and apparently at least 30% of all products that are ordered online are returned compared to about 9% in brick and mortar stores. So I, I found this company really interesting as well. Yeah, like I would say those are, those are two of the ones that I can think of right off the bat, but there's so many other companies that Work in different areas like AR, VR, for example, five G, especially as it, as it's becoming more prevalent and it's coming to market, it's gonna enable many many applications of being able to buy your products through you know an augmented reality type of experience or virtual reality type of experience. I find that super exciting as well.
0: And hopefully it'll be able to solve that problem of online returns in the future because you'll be able to better visualize what something's gonna look like on you, which I think is the source of a lot of returns when you can't try it on in the store, then you're likely to send it back or you order two sizes and decide between the two. Uh, And then just to go back for a moment to what you were saying about Stitch Fix, it is a very interesting trend to see styling as a service. And I think especially for men who need that type of assistance, I mean, and even women, but for people who want that curated experience rather than going into a store, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like they have to pick through everything, it's really great to
1: see someone ease that pain point. (laughs) For sure, 100%. I hear so many of my male friends, and now a lot of my female friends as well, saying, oh, I don't have the time to look through everything. Even when you look online, there's so much noise. There's so many options, it's so difficult to kind of flip through everything and find the ones that you would like. And then even if you think you like them, it comes back in not your size, it's not the type of color that you thought, like all those different problems. So I, fi- I find this super fascinating. I, I really wanna see how Stitch does in the future. Yeah,
0: and as we start to get more comfortable with personal assistance in our homes, with Alexa and Siri and the Google Home device, we're gonna start to expect that from our fashion and retail experiences and hope that this is gonna make our lives better and easier and more seamless. <laughs> So as I understand it, you're gonna be speaking at Fashion Tech Toronto later this month. Can you tell us briefly about the focus of your talk?
1: You know, kind of bringing that VC experience to the panel, I will be looking at some of the investment trends in the digital commerce and retail space globally and also in North America and then some recent trends that we're seeing in the market some of the things that we already discussed for example the applications of AI in the industry or AR VR those are some of the things that I will be focused on and then lastly our investment thesis in the area and what we look for when we look at new businesses and opportunities in this space. Fantastic. And so how can people follow you and stay in touch with your work? Well, I'm on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Soha with two A's. S-O-H-A-A so feel free to follow me I sometimes try to publish posts I just posted something on cybersecurity that's one of the spaces that I've done a bunch of work in but I do the same thing for a lot of spaces that I'm interested in fashion tech hopefully can be one in the future but definitely follow me great we definitely will
0: and we're going to put links up on electric runway so that people can follow you and Omer's Ventures and stay in touch so uh, thank you so much for your time and your perspective thank you That was my conversation with Soha Yasarabi of Omer's Ventures. For more information from this episode, as well as to listen to all past and future episodes, head to electricrunway.com and click on podcasts. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on whichever podcasting platform you use. So we'll see you on Wednesday night at Fashion Tech Toronto. If you want to meet Soha, if you want to use the Electric Runway discount code to get 15% off your tickets. Go ahead and do that. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future.